I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hi, I'm Keegan. And I'm Madigan. And you're listening to Your Your Angry Angry Neighborhood Neighborhood Feminist. Feminist. This is a podcast where we explore the world through our own personal feminist perspectives. I don't know why you always look like you're about to laugh. Like Do every I? time, like when we look at each other, because we always, when we're doing our intro, it's like we always look at each other so we know we're in sync, I think, when yeah. we go to talk together. And you always look at me like you're going to laugh. Do I really? Yeah, and I'm like, why? Why are you about to laugh? There's nothing funny going on. What's happening? I just have a smile on my face. I don't know. I'm just so happy to be recording with you. Oh, that's sweet. Aww. Isn't that cute? Aww. Actually, today I was like, I am so tired, but at least I'm going to record my podcast and I'm not doing anything else after work because Honestly. this is all I can tolerate. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm so tired. Like Ugh. every day, I every single day this week, I have set my alarm to be like, I'm going to get up and work out in the morning before work every every day. Uh-huh. And every day I have turned it off. Like, oh, yeah. I cannot do it. I'm so tired. I'm so tired. Oh, yeah. I've been trying to get up. Like, I used to wake up at, like, 7 every morning. I can't do it anymore. I think it's just being on my feet at work all day. Like, I want to stay in bed as long as I possibly can. And that's not me. Usually, it's like, I'm up, and I'm up, and I'm up for the day. Not anymore. (laughs) No. Like, honestly, if I had it my way, it would be, like, naps as well. I'd be napping during the day. Like, I can't. Because I got too much stuff to do. Because that's like being an adult. It's some bullshit for real. Being an adult is so overrated. Oh my gosh. I just, if you are listening to this podcast and you are not yet an adult, like as in somebody else is paying your bills. Oh my God, please cherish it. Cherish these moments. Like I know it can feel like shit. I know that being a teenager is not always the best. But like just at least hold on to that one shred that like you don't have to work 
to pay your bills. <laughs> to pay your bills. You right. can work to buy fun things. Right. That's the one, or, like all or of to my save young, your money or whatever. All of my young coworkers, I'm like, so you just get like paid and you can just like get your nails done and buy clothes and go on trips and do, and I'm like I hate all of you. I'm like I'm going to go pay my spectrum bill now. Right. Like, it's just like I'm going to work for someone else. <laughs> yep. <laughs> to make money that's gone. Yeah, uh, immediately. Almost immediately cuz that's what adulthood is. Yep. It's just like going outside and breathing and spending $100. Like yep. that's my life. Like yep. Oh man, it's um Anyway, now that we've sufficiently... Should we talk about what the movie that we're recapping, covering today? Yeah, yes. Let's do that. So, So, um... (laughs) Really quick, I... This movie legitimately has a special place in my heart. I know that sounds crazy, but, like, this movie was, like... Anytime I made a new group of friends in high school, I was like, have you ever heard of Teeth? And I would show a whole new group of people this movie just to watch them, like get creeped out and scream and all that. Like it was the most fun thing to me to do that. You know, this movie is a trip, man. And it hits different. Okay. Yes. We both posted about that because as a kid, I watched it one way. And now in 2021, as a feminist adult woman, it was a very different viewing experience. Yes. And I thought I had seen this more recently, but I don't think I had because I was rewatching it. I watched half of it yesterday and then I, I watched the other half today. Um, and I don't, I don't think I've seen it recently. Like, I think I saw it like whenever I was a teenager, like yeah. a few times, like my late teens, maybe I saw it in my early twenties once. Um, and then I don't think I've seen it again since. Oh no, so I've it's been seen a really it. long time. I don't think I've seen it since high school, but I saw it a lot in high school. Like I can quote parts of it and like, Oof. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. but why would you want to? There was one line and I didn't write it down, but there's something that the, the dude Ryan says, and he says it really funny. And I used to always like laugh at the way he would deliver this one line. And when he said it this one time, I was like, Oh my God, it like all came back to me. I remember where I was the first time I saw this movie. I remember it. I was at, an ex-boyfriend's house. He had like a little guest house above their garage and okay. like that's where we would go and hang out. Of and course it was, like, you would. Me and him and then like a handful of friends. Um, my friend Thomas was there. He met at, Love him. at my wedding. Um, and so like we were all together watching this movie and I just remember that for the longest time afterwards, if we wanted to make each other laugh, we would just go vagina dentata. Yes. That's the other thing that like the gynecologist <laughs> says it in a really like comedic way <laughs> it's true vagina dentata i mean and listen because there are some confusing things about about this movie like it is described as a low budget comedy horror movie yeah and i describe it a lot of times as being either campy or kind of like sharknado it's it's campy but the problem with classifying it as a comedy to me is that the sexual assault in it is so graphic and triggering to me that like it's not it's not I have trouble classifying it as a comedy I agree and I didn't know that it was classified as a comedy I always thought that it was like really horribly acted and stuff like that no that was on purpose it's like the way that the film is supposed to be is kind of this cheesy overdone dialogue and things like that which honestly I think it actually kind of makes the movie more palatable because there is so many very very graphic scenes where I feel like if it was all super dark and intense and we couldn't laugh at the funny way the gynecologist says vagina dentata or things like that that it would be 
impossible to get yeah, through this I, I movie. Yeah, I do think whether... But I do think it's... Because it's not a comedic circumstance. It's just that the tone of it at times and the way it was written, I think, was supposed to be campy. And the right. best way to say that, I guess, is comedy. But I wouldn't... I never thought of this movie as being a comedy. Right. I don't know whether intentional or not the moments of levity do help to relieve that tension that gets built up. But then I have to wonder, like, should it be relieved in that way? Because does it take away from the horror of what's just happened? Well, and the thing is, is that this movie was written, directed, and I guess just written and directed by a guy. Right. Um, What was his name? Mitchell Mitchell Lichtenstein. Lichtenstein. Yeah. Um, And... So that was one of the things in a lot of the articles that I read was like, can you have a because their intention with this was to make it kind of a feminist commentary on sexual assault and rape and things like that. And then also this fascination with this mythological idea of vagina dentata. Um, Can you truly get that point across from someone who hasn't lived it? themselves or that doesn't have the same understanding I think that's a question for a lot of people who viewed this movie because it is being told from a male perspective right well yeah it's and and a male director I think having even if it was a male writer I think having a female director would have changed a lot about how we view this movie yeah um because little things such as like camera angles who we're focusing on those those decisions that directors make right um, and what and what would be seen as maybe too graphic what would be seen as more tasteful maybe a woman would have been a little bit more sensitive. right i mean and i'm not even opposed to because like just so you know listeners they do show you like the severed penises we didn't even talk about what this movie was about so this movie oh my God, is yeah. about this movie is about a young woman woman who has vagina dentata which is basically like she has it means toothed vagina right in latin in her vagina um and when her when she feels threatened basically like as a defense mechanism her body will react well and so there are because Almost every man in this movie is a, a rapist. Except for her dad. Literally every dude in this movie right. is the worst. And her dad is like super chill, but has the worst son in the world. We're going to get to that because the parents are at fault here. I'm right. sorry. Really? I blame this whole thing on the parents. Fuck them. Because like the We're parents gonna get there. seem like good parents, but right? then like how? How? You know? How? Um, um Yes. So this movie just follows this girl. And another very important thing about this movie is that the main character, Dawn, is also part of the purity movement. She gives speeches for why it's important to remain abstinent till marriage. And she advocates for wearing purity rings. In large part, probably because she knows that her vagina is dangerous. But she doesn't actually know. But maybe there's something inside of her that I, knows I think that. she does have an have an inkling of that I think she does because in the beginning so the the movie opens with her and her stepbrother sitting in a kiddie pool their parents are either just about to get married or they're not married yet they're about to because he says the stepbrother says she's not my sister and then the dad is like well not yet no and like looks over at the 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 mom mom. yeah yeah but so they're sitting in like a kiddie pool and they're probably like aged Four and like young. six, yeah. maybe. Like yeah. they're really young. Young. And, you know, he's a creep right from the jump. Like little kid. He's a little asshole. This kid already. has a potty mouth and all this stuff. And I'm like, how are, and he's saying like, 
screw you or whatever to the mom. And as the dad, I'm like, how are you letting any of this fly? Well, the dad tried to step in and then the mom said, oh, no, he's just a boy. Like, I leave know. Him alone. And I'm like, look, man, the dad did try to parent. And the mom was like, it's fine. He but can call just, me whatever. Like, no, no, no. No. I just don't get it. She's like, oh, just let it go. And I'm like, fuck no. And then the other thing about this scene. So the two kids are sitting in a kiddie pool together. And the the boy, the brother, at one point is like, okay, you saw mine. Let me see yours. So they're doing the kid thing. You, where you saw like, mine, by the way, because I pulled it out. Not I because like you. Because yeah. kids do do that. Like kids have yeah. conversations oh, yeah. where they're like, let me see it. And then yeah. like, oh, whatever. But that's not what happened here. He's a little creep from the jump. I don't from, care. I don't care that he's six. Okay. Well, well and we we know this because he asks to see hers and then a minute later he starts screaming and his finger is almost like severed off. Right. But the, the parents don't ask what happened. They're no. in a kiddie pool. <laughs> There's not biting fish no. in there. What do they think happened? So they ask her, they're like, Don, are you okay? And she and doesn't say anything. She's clearly fine though. And I'm like, you you don't have any questions? Like, like how- are you hurt? Are you okay? What what bit your finger? Yeah. Like what bit your finger off? You know, but and it's then the, because of that. But then the brother like represses it. Like neither of them remember this instance. I think he does remember. I know. Remember he says with his finger that he doesn't know how he got I it. Know, but he thinks I know. I know. His sister bit him. I know he says that. Then why but, does he want to have sex with her so bad? But okay, we're going to get there. <laughs> but like he doesn't have sex with his girlfriend in her vagina. Vagina. Yes. Right. So I think he has a fear but of I vaginas. Think but I think it's like an internal. I don't think he knows why he has that fear. I, I think so. But OK. OK. But we're good. Maybe we're good. I'm looking too much into because this. Because I think she does know. I think that that's part of why she's part of this purity culture movement. Because yeah. I think she thinks that that is a woman's biology. Because also a part of this movie. This movie is a critique on purity culture. I think it's a critique on the lack of sex education in our schools. Mm-hmm. Um, because she doesn't know what her body is supposed to be like. She doesn't know what other women's bodies are like. Exactly. So I think she thinks it's just part of a woman's biology. Right. That like this is, this is part of their biology. Yeah. And so I think that that can be very like closely linked with the purity movement in terms of like, maybe if you're, if you do it the right way, this won't happen. This won't happen. Like this is like, maybe this is, this happened because it was outside of marriage. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Interesting. That's, Interesting. But that's maybe just my even. No, and I think both both could be right. Yeah. Um, it's about perspective. I read something interesting because I love reading the IMDb trivia to any movie that I watch. So, of course, I pulled it up last night when I was watching it. And I guess the neighborhood where they filmed that opening scene, mm-hmm. they tried to get it shut down because they thought they were shooting porn. Right. Well, I read a really great Vice article. Oh, where, I think I read the same one. Yeah, yeah. And they were talking about that. It wasn't just that location. It was the location scout they hired. So they hired a location scout. And the location scout had secured a bunch of locations for them because they needed a hospital location, a school location, house locations. um, And he'd scouted a bunch of places for them. And then he read the script and then was like, I will no longer work for you. And then went to all of the locations and told them all what the movie was about there and didn't even tell them what it was about was just like they're filming a porn here. You shouldn't let them film here. And so they lost a bunch of their shooting locations and had to find a bunch of new shooting locations. That sucks. really sucks that like really 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 sucks yeah all right so the next scene after that oh and I forgot to mention in the beginning and I feel like this is very glossed over in the movie 
the opening shot before we get to the key yes. pool, we see a nuclear power plant. Yes, which they don't talk about. They don't talk about it, but they show it again at the end. So I'm like, okay, are we supposed to think that she got this because she is living close to a nuclear power plant? Because I, if so, you should talk about that. Right. Or the other thing that I thought about was the mom has a terminal illness for basically the whole movie. Yeah. And I was like, is that because they're near a nuclear power plant? I mean, it's I never addressed. feel like it would have been really helpful to either not show us a nuclear plant right? or to explain the nuclear plant. <laughs> right. That was one thing that I was like, wait, it what? It literally nothing to the storyline if you're not going to like talk about it. Like, we just, you see it in the opening shot and in the ending shot. Right. That's and it. it's right behind their house. Yeah. So I don't know what we're supposed to take from it. I don't I really know either. Don't. They but should have been more clear. They really should have been because now look at us. We're look like, at us now. Why? Why? You know? um, but but uh, my thinking was that like she, you know, was bathing in water with a nuclear plant and it made her vagina grow teeth. I don't know. Like, is that what we're supposed to think? I, You're unclear. just staring I, at me. I don't I know. Just, <laughs> <laughs> well, OK, let's move on to the next scene where Dawn is preaching essentially to a group of children. And I've got to say, these look like the most brainwashed children like responding Hi. in like the exact way they're supposed to but honestly I think welcome about the to Cap- my childhood I know but also the Catholic Church is like that too yeah. like the priest has something the whole congregation repeats but there's something about children singing together or speaking together in unison that kind of creeps me out when I saw this movie I was still a virgin uh and I very much adhere like not maybe not at the time I watched this, but like just previously, like literally like six months prior um, was actively like wearing my purity ring in this, in this mentality, a hundred percent. So I attended, Did you go to any of these like me. Well, yeah, we talked about this. You would go to these like meetings and stuff, right? Yeah. Well, I mean like they would have them at your youth groups or if you were to go on any mission trips or to any, any conferences, like they would have these events, like where people would come and they would speak specifically about purity that was yeah. something that was talked about a lot because horny teenagers I was just you gonna know? say because when you're teenagers yeah. exactly um so at first she warns the girls not to give their gift away to just any boy but then she turns to the boys and asks are you just gonna give it to someone who looks like they just walked out of a music video and they're like no. no all the boys are like no way and I'm like yeah fucking right okay and why are you making it sound like a girl in a music video is a bad thing Don? I don't appreciate that yeah then she tells the boys that sex is only for the mother of their children yeah and then we meet Toby who looks straight up like a Jonas brother like I really feel like they did that on purpose like honestly I think Toby's kind of cute he's a piece of shit in the movie but the actor who plays him I think is really I would have liked him a lot um in high school like he was very much the kind of guy who if I had met him at Christian camp would have had a crush on him for sure kind of nerdy and awkward but still really good looking but doesn't blink nearly enough which is a little weird like very intense eye contact which is unnerving yes and so Don is introduced to Toby and it kind of seems like Don is new in town yet it looks like they're living in the same house as they did as kids but Toby, she's going to a new school Toby is new in town oh yeah. I see okay Toby is new in town mm-hmm. they get introduced to each other and it's like the romantic comedy like you know the background gets fuzzy and the music plays and they lock eyes and it's like oh hi and then she sees that he's wearing his purity rings and she's like which are red for some reason I've never seen a red purity ring in yeah, my life it was it's like a red plastic it was a low-budget film. They were like, go to Party City and find what you can find. We I don't- think I think the red is possibly, one, because it's going to show up better on film. 
or two, a symbolic color for the blood. I definitely, I definitely feel like it is a symbolic color. Um, and I, I do think weird, it though. was done deliberately because I'm like, I've never seen, a, I've seen many a purity ring in my life and I have never seen one that looks like that. Yeah. And there's like posters with the ring on it. Like it's a very like prominent image in the movie. As yeah. Well. I mean, these are the things where I'm like, I feel like this is why we're supposed to think it's a comedy. Not that specifically, but that her devotion to the purity movement is so is, intense. Is so intense. It's something that even having grown up again, it within circles like this. Yeah, I knew lots of all of my friends had purity rings, and I had a purity ring. I don't know a single person who spent their time at home listening to purity songs and bedazzling, oh bedazzling their true love weights t shirts yeah. or whatever the fuck like. Never in my life. That is where the comedy comes in. Right. Where I'm just like, this is exaggerated. so over the top. I love that I watch everything with closed captions now because I was able to read the lyrics to one of the songs she was listening to in her room. And I was dying. Oh, that song. Is that a real song? I I don't know. Because I was thinking of like, they had to have written this for the movie. It's hilarious. It's hilarious. Because it also sounds a little bit like late 90s alternative girl pop. Yeah. But it's like all about like Jesus wants you to, to wait. wait. Yeah. yeah. It's like, it's all about like saving your love. And, and that's all like that. her like, easy God. listening at yeah, home. Which she's is just chilling. So weird. It's her so whole weird. life is about not having sex yes. and also talking about sex. These kids talk more about sex than I think I ever did. As well, a kid. you have to, because if, if you are like thinking about not having sex, you're thinking about sex. Exactly. Like, that's just the way that it goes. Exactly. Let's talk a little bit about when she gets home from this meeting because this is when we're kind of introduced to what her home dynamic is. Uh, we get home and there's like loud music playing from the stepbrother's room. So we know he didn't grow up to be like a well-functioning member of society. Not any loud music. It's like metal. It's like death metal mm-hmm. heavy so it's you know very that loud. he's a bad kid he's real bad anyone who listens to death metal is a bad kid you hear <laughs> to hear first i'm just kidding i'm just kidding um oh and that's in the oh in the next scene dawn is like getting ready for bed and brushing her teeth and her stepbrother like jumps out of the shower and scares her i would have punched him in the face do you remember that yeah yeah and also there's very much like a angel devil dynamic here because like she is so like pristine, pure, pure and she's virginal, blonde, blue, blue eyes, eyed. very like, you know, she wears, wears like white nightgowns, 19th century nineties. Like it's bananas. It's really bananas. And he's got, you know, pretty much a shaved head. Looks but like he's he got- smells like stale cigarettes and he's got mutton chops. Yeah. And how can we also listen how that man is at least 27. Oh, yeah. How, how old is he old supposed is he? to be? He has got... He's only supposed to be a couple years older than her. That's what I thought. I'm like, is he supposed to, like, just be out of high school? Because I'm like, why is this person still living in their house? He Okay, and he also makes note that he shouldn't still be living at home. Mm-hmm. So I think we're supposed to take it that he's in his 20s. But I'm like, when they were in the kiddie pool together, they were definitely only, like, a year or two apart. Like, yeah. it wasn't like they were very far apart. Well, she's probably toward the end of her high school years, and he's probably been out for a couple years, something like so that. So maybe he's 20? He is not 20. I don't know. He he looks old as fuck. That man is like creeping towards 30, 100%. But I mean, that makes him even more terrifying because he really is a horrifying looking human being. And he's a really bad guy. I mean, like you meet the he's girl he's awful. with and their relationship is real like weird. You yeah. know, it's abusive. Like he's pretty like 
controlling. Yeah. He only will have sex with her anally. anally. Um, and I, again, I think that that's kind of like the movie saying that he's afraid of vaginas, afraid of vaginas, although he has a lot of naked pictures of women on his wall. So I feel like he's definitely been exposed to his fair share of porn. So he has to know he's sexed up, but he won't have intercourse vaginal. I mean, there's plenty of other ways to have sex. Like he does seem like he's a horn dog, but he just won't have sex. Right. But vaginally, the thing is like, cause well, in my viewing of it, I was like, okay, he doesn't want to have sex vaginally because it imprinted on him. The one time he put his fingers where they didn't belong. And, almost lost his the tip of his finger right so like maybe he's he thinks that or he's afraid because of that yeah but i'm like surely you've seen porn right yeah but maybe like you've seen it but you still don't want to do it yeah i mean i think it's the same with any phobia it's like you know that like for everybody it's not a fear but for you it feels like a real fear yeah that's true you can look at it he doesn't want to get his junk anywhere near it Mm, mm, you know what i mean valid okay you know okay All right. So the next scene is them in health class. And this is what we were talking about, the lack of sex education. And this isn't even that much satire. Like, this is is pretty close to like what a lot of people I think experience in sex ed classes. This is pretty funny, though, um, because so we see a diagram of like, you know, the side of a penis that's like cut open so you can see all the insides and whatever. I always thought was gross. Yeah. I mean, it's not gross. It's not gross. But I always was like weirded out by that. Like the fact that it's cut in half. I know. Because you're thinking about it being cut in half. Yes. Yeah. It's an an interesting image to have in your head. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So they're talking about the male reproductive parts or whatever. And then they decide to go to the vagina. And there's this like abnormally large (laughs) golden sticker on it. It takes up the entire page. The whole page. And everyone's like trying to rip the sticker off. And they're like, why can't we see it? We saw the man's and the health teacher's like, oh, it's just different. And Dawn's like, which is ludicrous. It's ludicrous. And Dawn's like, well, I think women have a more natural modesty. And she gets laughed at. Yeah. In class. Yep. And Toby is the only one who was like, I understand, Dawn. I see you, Dawn. I see you. (laughs) I think you're real smart, Dawn. I see you. Um, I want to talk, like, I know this is kind of jumping ahead a little bit, but I did want to mention the diagram of the vagina that was in the textbook when Mm -hmm. she gets the sticker off. That's not a diagram. That is just a woman's very graphic vagina with her legs spread. That was not a diagram. That wasn't the ovaries and all that. Yes. It was literally like it's, a hairy vagina. It's not what would be in your textbook. It would not be. Right. Like that, yes. I understand why there's a big ass sticker That's so that. funny to me because maybe something is broken in my brain that that didn't even register for me. Did it? I, I saw like, it. I was like, that's not a diagram of a vagina. It's no, literally a vulva. We all know, you know, if you did have sex ed where they at least showed you that like female reproductive system diagram, we yeah, all know what that looks like. Here's the cervix and yeah. the ovaries. You see and the, the fallopian tube. Yeah. You know, you see everything. It's but not this like this is literally just like someone took a drawing of a woman with her legs spread and she had a very hairy. Which also, you know, again, we are jumping ahead, but just go with us, everyone. Yes. Like also she does that because she wants to see like she's like, I need to see what other women's parts look like. Right. So that I Normalize know if mine is looking normal. at your own genitals. Let's right. just Absolutely. say that right now. Get, Get a, a mirror, mirror down there. Up, up in there. You don't have to do it a lot, but like do it once at least, you know, but I will say, I don't think, because it seemed to me, okay, and maybe I'm wrong, that every time the vagina went crunch, 
mm-hmm. it was pretty far in. Like, I feel like her teeth are pretty yeah, far in there. Like, it's I not going to be like... You wouldn't see them. And in fact, you definitely don't see them because the gynecologist doesn't see them. Like No. So I don't think that looking at that diagram would actually tell her anything. Like No, but I think there was still that like what is down there? Like, I don't think she has any idea of what's down there because of that fear that she has. She right. does not know what's going on. So even if she's not going to be able to see the teeth, I think she's kind of like, there's something going on. I need to at least kind of know what But she reacted is. to that photo as though like, oh, this is confirmation that I'm yeah, weird. And I'm yeah. like, well, you don't really see inside in that photo because like right. you said, it's like the angle of it is basically like straight on if you were to spread someone's legs and look straight on. For real, yeah. You know? Like it's, it's a, it is weird that she would We're not supposed to, to think about it this critically. It. Yeah, they weren't <laughs> expecting a feminist podcast like 15 years later to be talking about it. Uh, okay, so let's talk about when the friends go to hang out. There, she's got these friends that are a couple, and then she and Toby are with them. Another abstinent, true love's true love waits couple. Yes, for sure. yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. Although I was noticing that the girl, she's wearing like a shorter skirt. She's got a little purse, where and they're making out during the movie. Where I feel like her friend is maybe a little bit less devoted to it than she is. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's funny because like they're at the marquee trying to decide what to see, <laughs> and the the kids like, let's see this movie, and the Friends, like Toby was like, let's see this movie. Toby, I thought the other guy said that. Oh, maybe you're right. And the girl, because the girl's like, it's rated R, and they were like, oh, we can't see it. And then Dawn's like, yeah, and even PG thirteen is gonna have some pretty heavy making out. <laughs> yeah, so they end up going to see like a kids movie. Yeah, they go yeah. to see a kids movie, together. and then the couple's like making out during the kids movie. It's very bizarre. It's very very weird. And there's a lot of tension between Toby and Don throughout this entire thing, right? Yes. Like you're supposed to be like, this is the first time she's felt like true infatuation with yeah, somebody, right? Exactly. So then afterwards, they must have gone to this movie like in the afternoon or in the morning because it's still light out when they leave. Yes. And they go to this like swimming hole, forest, wooded area. And again, Which it's as like, Midwesterners, we got to know, like that's a thing. Oh like, yeah. Going to like a lake. Oh, I felt that. Yeah. Like you yeah. would just go to a spot and you would just hang out there all <laughs> night and just do shenanigans and whatever. Yeah. Like I felt that in, in my soul. Um, so they're at this like swimming hole, which they're like, oh, is this like a lover's lane? And they're like, at night it is. <laughs> and... There, Don and Toby are chatting, and Toby confesses to Don that he had had sex the year before, but he's been <laughs> rattled with guilt ever since. Right. Well, it's because, you know, he asks her, like, oh, no one's ever even, like, seen it and she's like no never and and she's like you know i'm a i'm a virgin or whatever and aren't aren't you and he says yeah and she's like whoo like such relief and then he says in his eyes and the most ominous music plays like you would think that he just confessed to murder like the most ominous music plays and you can see her like expression fall like she's like oh no but then he like explain he's like but i've been wrecked with guilt ever since and then her she kind of like lightens up and she's like oh okay and then she says to him that she thinks he's actually stronger because he's seen the dangers firsthand right so so brave because so brave. all vaginas have teeth yeah so like wow what a man what a man he, he can survived. handle it <laughs> you know? are you ready to shop rakuten's big give week is back 
Get 15% back at hundreds of stores. And it's all happening this week, May 6th to May 13th. It's the perfect time to shop for everything on your list for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. I know I'm using this week to stock up on some warmer weather essentials at Ray-Ban and Ulta, and I love that Rakuten even helps me save on travel at sites like Hotels.com. Rakuten really is the best way to shop, and you can save even more by stacking cash back on top of deals. Plus, during Big Give Week, that cash back is bigger than ever. With Rakuten, membership is free, and when you sign up and shop today, you get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. So, and then it's later that night, you know, Dawn is really into Toby and she's maybe feeling a little frisky. And so she is thinking about pleasuring herself and in doing so, we are again seeing that this... Is she wearing tulle to bed? It looked like there was tulle so in that nightgown. I I noticed that as well. <laughs> I think it's a mix between... I think that was an artistic choice. Oh, because it becomes the wedding dress. Right. Because she's also obsessed with planning her wedding, which yes. is, I also feel like, a very big thing in purity culture because, again, you can't have sex until you get married. Um, so you're she, only like, gonna draws pictures of her wedding dress all every, the time. And, and, yeah. and puts them up all over her walls and stuff. And, like, I do think that that is a common theme in purity culture that we didn't even touch on in our why purity are they culture so, Why are people in purity culture so obsessed with sex? It's weird. Well, because... You it's have weird. To, it it makes like, sense. It does make sense, but at the same time, it's so fucking weird because I'm like, then stop talking about well, it. Well, and so you're much. not only obsessed with sex; you're obsessed with the idea of true love. Like you're obsessed with love and romance in a way that I actually think is not healthy now as yeah. an adult. Because like you you have to have the mentality if you're only going to have sex with one person, and that's the person that you get married to, you have to have the mentality that you have a soulmate and like that person is your soulmate. Like yeah. you have to believe that. And so you romanticize that. Everything around it. And yeah. marriage and, and and all of that stuff to and like it all kinda such goes together. an intense degree. And so I think when she's like in bed and she's like she thinking starts, about touching herself, I think she's imagining does, her wedding night and her wedding, which honestly I to did Toby. too when I was a kid. So yeah. I would always be like, oh, I'm gonna do it in the limo before and I get to my reception. Do <laughs> you know how many men I met who I was like, or men, boys, they were boys. Yeah. I was a girl. Child, yeah. You know, like how many boys I met who I was like, fan- I fantasized. Oh, yeah. Our wedding, like, you know, put my last name. Oh, yeah. 
or their last name on my first name, like did all of that like really ridiculous stuff. Like that's also. Oh, I still I still do that. Whenever I date a new guy, I'd be like, how would our last name sound? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then I grew up to be an adult who didn't even change her last name. So what's up? That's a thing that happens. But yeah, so I think that the tool because I thought that too. I'm like, tool is not comfy. You are not trying to sleep in in that. Yeah. But it but the the fantasy becomes real life where she had actually in her mind is like she's actually lying down in bed with the wedding dress. The wedding dress is coming off. Toby's there naked. They're about to do it. And just as she's about to like actually go to touch herself, this image that she saw on the TV of this like creepy toothed fish monster looking yeah it had like pincers yeah Mm -hmm. like pops into her head as soon as she gets too close and that like scares her out of doing it and then she goes to sleep yeah we should also i mean not that this really has a ton to do with the plot um it does a little bit towards the end but like i just need to process it because what's going on sweetie for some reason before that before she goes to bed she goes into her brother's room. Oh, yeah. Her stepbrother's room. Fucking whatever his name is. Brad. Brad. Of course it is. I was going to say Brad, and I was like, no way, it's Brad. Yeah, No okay. way, it's Brad. It is. It's 100% So she Brad. goes in there, and she's like, I just feel like we've never had a sister-brother relationship, and I, yeah. I really want to remedy that. And he's like, you know why we haven't had a sister-brother relationship, like implying that there's like something Sexual between tension, them. Yeah. And it is so... The incest in this movie Gross. is crazy. I get that they're not related by blood, but it doesn't matter. Doesn't, it doesn't that's, matter. They've been living been, together their whole lives. Mm-mm. They're siblings. They're siblings. And it's really, really gross. And, and it gets grosser. And like what you were saying earlier in terms of like the parents not parenting. How do you not see that? Like your son is like so inappropriate. Obsessed. Like, he's got to go. Like, you need to protect your well, other child. And like, he's, like, having... And even if he wasn't going after Don, the things that he does in that house are just setting up a horrible living situation. Like, he's having sex with his girlfriend with a door, door open. open. Like, I'm like yeah. what are you doing? What are you doing? He's it's a just, monster. I'm just, like, I... You know that. It has to be unsafe. And they're very... They're, like, willfully ignorant to it because yeah. the dad says at one point, he's like, Don, you're such a blessing to us. And then the mom is like, both of our children are blessings. And I'm like, listen, you might think that your child is a blessing. That's fine. Whatever. It's your child. However, like that to me was kind of the writing telling us that like they ignore a lot of like his very, very, very bad behavior. Well, obviously, because they're just allowing him to take control over the house and to scare their daughter while she's in the bathroom and all this other stuff that, like, I can't imagine any parent being okay Which with. Which culminates into disaster exactly. later in the, in the That's film, why so. I said in the beginning, I blame the parents. I blame yeah. the parents. They're shitty. They should have gotten that kid in therapy immediately. Why is your son swearing so much? Why is your son so aggressive? Maybe let's get him some help. Huh? Maybe? No? Cool. So, swimming hole part two I have in my notes. <laughs> oh, well, okay. So, oh, before, before swimming hole part two, uh, after that dream that yes. she has, she kind of is avoiding Toby, and then she gives him a call. They're both in the locker room, sweaty and scantily clad, and she um, calls him, and she's basically like, listen, I just, I feel like the temptation is too much. I feel like we shouldn't see each other, not even in big groups. Like, not even in a big, and he's like, yeah, me too. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, me too, totally. So, <laughs> so they agree that they are, they're not going to see each other because they don't want to give in to sexual temptation. But then literally like, there's a scene where she goes home again and then the next day she's like, hey, let's hang out. 
Right. And I think it did come from her. her yeah. But it was like her. It was from that conversation she had with her brother. Like it made no sense. Like it was. It was very like, weird. She had a conversation with her brother. That was fucked up. Don't get me wrong. But yeah. her first instinct was like, well, better call Toby and invite him to the watering hole and bring my swimsuit. Where you know, where you've said yourself, this is like a hookup spot and all this kind of stuff. So it's kind of like, what is she trying to do Right. Here? And again, like whatever was in like her mind. Like she's not setting herself up right. for anything. She didn't she's deserve not anything fault. that happened to her. No, no, no. But, but as far as someone who's already said, we can't even be in big groups. She's so obsessed with their purity, all this stuff. This to isn't me, an issue with Dawn. This is an issue with the movie not yes. making her motivation clear. Exactly. It, it didn't it didn't make sense for that character. Why she would go alone to, to the swimming hole with a man. Right. It didn't make sense for that character to do that without further explanation. Like we needed the movie to tell us like explicitly how we got to this point. Right. Because the way it was done just felt like, okay, we need to move the plot forward. Right. Like she changed her mind and decided to invite him right. anyways. Which it is just why I was like, you could have cut the part where she doesn't want to see him. I don't know. It didn't make any sense to me. But swimming hole part two. She meets up with Toby again at the swimming hole and she brings her swimsuit. He's just in his underwear and she's like, it's exactly how I would have ima- or how I imagined you. I'm like, why are you saying that out loud? Keep this Honestly. up to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> because she's a teenage girl and like, Sometimes you say stuff that you're like, I look back on stuff that I said and I'm just like, God, what's wrong with you? <laughs> so I don't think cringy. I ever would have looked at a half naked guy and been like, that's exactly no, how I, I imagined I, I you. wasn't bold enough to have said something <laughs> right? like that. Like, that's like, really ballsy. No. Yeah. For, very very forward. Yeah. So they go swimming for a little bit and they start kind of kissing in the water and they're both like, this doesn't really feel wrong to be kissing and to be together hmm, i wonder why it doesn't feel wrong it's like not wrong purity culture is so bananas like exactly. for real like what did they think it was gonna feel like but anyways so they go they swim over to this cave and dawn gets in and wraps herself in the sleeping bag that is already in the cave where Which you know people have been fucking in. you gotta ew as she's wrapping it around herself i'm like don't do it don't do it no just you definitely you caught something on you that blanket something. you're sitting on it and you're wrapping yourself in it so she gets into the cave and she's wrapping herself up and she's warming up and toby's like i'm cold let me come in also it should be said that when they go to the waterfall the first time yes um that one of the the girls yeah yeah points to the waterfall and says that like that's where people go to hook up basically like that's where people go to have sex and so when she like they're making out having a good old time he does try to touch her boob and she's like no 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 you know like kissing is fine but like don't do that right and he's like okay cool but then the the camera does like do a close-up on his face when she she swims away and swims to the waterfall yeah so in his eyes it's kind of like oh i think that's the movie telling us that like he's like oh she's going to the place where they said that's where people have sex at yeah right so she's in the cave and he's like i'm cold let me up and she's like no stay in there stay in the water alone which again is weird makes no sense why is she going into the cave alone and leaving him down there you're hanging out why wouldn't you just go back to the shore exactly like and again none of this i i know how it sounds it's not the problem with the people these are not real people making real decisions we are not faulting the character no, for this, this situation is a writing problem it is a writing problem and also just we this movie is gonna get so intense soon that i feel like i'm latching on to every semblance of like 
naivete that I can until we have to start talking about the really triggering horrible things which is coming and I do want to re- I do want to reiterate that this movie the sexual assault themes and rapes that happen in this movie are very upsetting to me they're like well and I was telling Keegan this because I know at the end of the episode of last week I was like yeah like there's really intense scenes but then like there's this you know payoff for it and all this stuff and then watching it again yesterday from the gynecology scene on anytime there was any sort of assault I could listen to it but I was like looking down on my nose I was like I cannot well right because the scene we're about to get into actually like this first sexual assault that happens to Don. Yeah. This one in particular, like for me, it felt so real in terms yeah. of what I feel like happens all the time. That's that's you exactly. What, yeah, because the other ones are a bit more insane, a bit more movie. Right. And, I the, think and not to say they don't happen, but like this one was something that I'm just very, like, very real. I feel like a lot of women and girls, myself included, can put themselves in this situation 100%. and have experienced something similar. And yeah. that's what makes it so like well, triggering it, and scary. And it is like a date rape situation in this, in this. And he's supposed too. to be a good guy. He's, he's supposed, supposed to be to a nice guy, be her future husband and right? all this other yeah. stuff. So we are not supposed to think of him in this way. So he goes into the cave uh, she tells him not to get under the blanket with her. He does anyways. They start, you know, making out. They go to lie down. He tries to do more and she says no. He continues to try to force her and pressure her physically. And she's fighting back and they start to get into this scuffle to the point where he kind of like, they're laying down, but he kind of like shoves her and she hits her head on the ground. Right. Of this cave. And I, I feel like, I don't know if it's good writing or bad writing, right? Like this this part because the way that he's like, "Oh no, 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 are you okay?" and then immediately goes back to assaulting her when it's very clear that she's not okay. Well, I wonder if he's asking if she's okay in that way in case she was awake. Yeah, yeah. Or conscious, but then when he realizes she's not conscious, he doesn't have to put on that good guy face right yeah and I, I well and he but he continues that even throughout the assault because he continues saying, saying like, it's okay it's okay it's okay god won't blame you you're still a virgin in his eyes and i also think that maybe part of him forcing it allowed him to have this cognitive dissonance where he was able to say well she didn't willingly like have sex with me so she's still she's like still pure pure you know, like I, I don't, but I don't know if he thought it about sounds it. Sounds like he's critically. trying to convince her that it's okay. I don't know. It's, it's very, very upsetting. He continues to assault her, and then we hear a crack, and everything stops. A crunch, if you will. Yes. I mean, my subtitles had asterisks, crack, asterisks. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's loud. That sound. Ooh. <laughs> and he pulls away, and. All we see is an area of where he once had a penis and it's no longer there. And then there's just a little Vienna sausage on the on the ground, you know? Yeah. And they do show it. Let me tell you. Oh, they show a lot of severed penis. Yeah. Yeah. So I did want to say when we were talking about this scene, um, because of the way that this film was received when it came out, 
it was received very well critically from like Sundance. So these like well, very, it premiered at Sundance. She, yeah. the main actress, actually won a special award for her performance. Like it did really, really well critically, but audiences in the in the art yes film yeah, like yeah. art film realm. world yeah. Um, but when it was released, kind of like in a mainstream capacity. It didn't do very well. It barely recouped the two million, which two million is not a lot in box office. No, and it, it made two point three, and they spent two million. Two, right? A lot of male critics, specifically, really missed the point <laughs> uh, in terms of a lot of these scenes and a lot of these like sexual assault themes. Yeah, and so I want to read this. Uh, review or a, a snippet from this review from Jim Emerson, who was a film critic, yeah. uh, talking about this scene. And he said, quote, because they're such unprincipled horn dogs who won't take no for an answer, the movie suggests they deserve what they get. Still, when Don's first full frontal victim looks down to find he's not even half the man he used to be, he Gross. seems genuinely hurt by the rejection as much as the castration. But and honestly, I don't see that at all. Because I read that quote too and I was like, Really? Uh, and then he says, in a bloody, nightmarish, young, romantic way, it's kind of touching. No, it's, it's not. To me, like, a, a He man, doesn't seem rejected to me at all. Ma- um, you know, I kind of understand what the critic is saying, again, because of how it is filmed. I think it's because there was a male director and what he chose to focus on. I do think that, you know, focusing, doing that kind of like tight shot on on Toby's face where he has that look of confusion and yeah. he's looking at Don like, why would you do this to me kind of thing that... You're missing the point of yeah. like to me watching that as a feminist well, in my early 30s. I'm saying I'm seeing like this is so many good guys don't understand that they're the villain, exactly. right? And like that's what I'm seeing here. Yeah. This critic is seeing like, oh, oh, this boy got rejected. Toby didn't know he was doing anything wrong. <sighs> you know, that's I genuinely feel like a lot of men might see this and think like, well, listen, that wasn't great, but he didn't deserve that. We can't condone violence. He, he didn't deserve to have his dick chomped off. I mean, I like, beg to differ. <laughs> I beg to differ. No? You rape, yeah. you deserve to get your dick bitten off. You, I'm sorry. You put something where it didn't belong. Exactly. Later, I mean, it's a few scenes later, but it kind of still goes into this. She decides to go back to the cave to where it all happened, and she sees the peen with a freshwater crab crawling just, over yeah, it. Just oh. num, 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 you know? <laughs> and this leads her to then throwing her purity ring off a cliff. She's like, I am no longer pure. Very dramatic. That was a very teenage girl thing to do. Very much so. Oh, I threw a ring that like even like it wasn't even like a bad relationship. I broke up with a boyfriend in high school and I threw a ring. He gave me into a lake. Um, I wasn't mad. Like I was just like, fuck you. A necklace a guy gave me on um, same guy who I saw teeth at his house. Funny. He was away at college. He had given me a necklace and like we weren't a thing anymore and I was like pissed yeah and I like drove across town yep and gave it to his brother like I, was I like, love I it I don't want this anymore I don't need this anymore like I love it so dramatic I love it Ridiculous. I would have done the same shit I would have done the same shit all right so then she 
this is when she goes home and she decides that she wants to get a closer look at what's going on down there. And this is where I literally write in my notes, normalize looking at your genitals for the love of God. Well, Grab a mirror. Normalize <laughs> allowing people to understand their own fucking bodies. Like, I know. That was part of the like sex education scene that really upset me is that it's just like, okay, so the men get to have an understanding of what their body is like. Exactly. And women don't get to have that. And for some reason modesty should not even be in the conversation. Your own body is it's not immodest. Well, and it's also, it's anatomy. It's a scientific thing. You have to and take how is, that away. How is your own nude body... I know, yeah. ...immodest? Yeah. Like, to me, that is so wild. Uh-huh. Like, even if you didn't want to educate the the boys and girls, quote-unquote, in the same room, separate which is them, stupid, then. Yeah. separate them then, don't... Which don't, is what they did with me in Catholic school. Right. They separated the boys they and girls. They separated us yeah. too. But I'm like, don't deny women and girls the right to understand their own bodies. That's so fucked up. Yeah, exactly. And I don't really know what leads Dawn to do this. But after taking a look and finally seeing this diagram, that's what leads her to look into to the vaginas on the internet. And this is the one question that I had as well. Why was she so focused on getting the sticker off of the health book textbook when the internet exists. And then she goes and Googles <laughs> yeah. vagina dentata and all this stuff. I'm like, the internet has all the naked pictures you could ever need. Yeah. But you know what? She didn't even Google vagina. Like maybe no. she was worried about that. She Googled like abnormalities or something, which yeah. adaptation, which I'm adaptations like, in something. Sorry, that would pull up the Meryl Streep, Nicolas Cage movie. It would not pull up <laughs> pictures of of toothed vaginas. Yeah, I'm it's sorry. very, 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 very weird uh, how she even gets to that. But she eventually gets to this myth about vagina dentata. And when she's reading this, we're kind of hearing her inner monologue reading it where it says, the story is always the same. The hero must do battle with the woman, the toothed creature, to break her power. Which is interesting because then it kind of is feeding into that like hero dynamic that she already had in her mind of the man that she sleeps with being this like soulmate hero, love of your life kind of thing. So now she's like, if I want to defeat this, I need a hero. I need a man I need to a man. help me defeat this. Yeah. Which I found upsetting. Again, I think that it is a product of having a man having written this movie. Right. Because if you look at Vagina Dentata on like other sources online now, like Wikipedia and stuff like that. Yeah. Like it actually says that Vagina Dentata in folklore was created much like our conversations or what we speculate about the, the churl, churl yeah. was created to discourage rape. Like yeah. that is why it exists. Yeah, and, it wasn't feel part like, of the story to conquer it. Right. Not in what I read at least. And and I feel like for the purposes of this movie, which is a cautionary tale about not sexually assaulting people, yeah. introducing that would have been helpful. Like yeah. I think that I think that changing the narrative to focus it on a hero men being the hero of this story and, you know, spoiler alert, at the end of the movie, it's not men who are the hero of this story. She's her own hero. Like that's yeah. kind of what it is. But like even presenting it that way, I could see giving her options and yeah. then maybe because she's the character she is, she, she would chooses choose that. Yes. This this very patriarchal kind of like worldview about vagina dentata. Right. But like to not even bring up that like a lot of the folklore because it is actual folklore. Yeah. Um, and none of it really has that. No moral which is why I thought it was interesting that they said the story always goes the same and I was like no right. it doesn't I it, didn't read anything like that it was that. definitely something that was written that the writer the decided to put in which I 
I think was a mistake. It's a huge mistake. Yeah. And you're not even being factual. Like it's just, it's frustrating to me. But after she's kind of done her own self-discovery, she decides to go to a gynecologist, which honestly, smart. Good move on her. She went to the wrong gynecologist. Also, again, she's about to leave high school, I think. Like, parents, you didn't take her for a checkup before this? Come on. You know, I don't, I don't know the first time I went to the gynecologist. I was probably like 14 or 15. I don't think I went until I was out of the house. I don't think really? my mom, I don't, I mean, mom, I'm sure you're listening. Let me know if you ever took me to a gynecologist. Well, I don't think we ever did that. I had to go because I had really bad periods. So they took me, um, yeah. like early on, like to try and like get me on something to help with those. Right. Um, and then I had like, lumps and so like they went in and checked those and stuff like that so I did go to the gynecologist in my teenage years so like I mean maybe I did I just don't remember maybe a regular doctor also I would ask my mom I know that she's ill but I'd be like hey mom like can you take me to the gynecologist like for real I don't even know biking everywhere in fact I don't even know if you're allowed to see a gynecologist like be alone in a room uh, when you're point when you're, you're under minor, 18 but maybe she's a senior in high school and she's 18 maybe. i don't know they're not being clear enough obviously in this movie also can um, we just say and listen no shade but just personal preference i don't want to go to a male gynecologist that was the first thing i wrote is i was like why on earth did she not ask for a female doctor i have had male doctors who have had to give me examinations down there i had like a few years i had where, one and that was enough for oh, me oh I had this urgent care doctor that I had to see a bunch when I was younger because I didn't have a regular doctor and I was having this cycle of UTIs and um, yeast infections Mm -hmm. over and over again for like a year and a half and it was awful and I would always go to the same guy and he was very, very sweet and I really, I trusted him and everything was always fine with that but for the most part, like that was also when I was young enough before I'd experienced a lot of my trauma where that wasn't as big of an issue. I have a legitimate fear of the gynecologist. Like I haven't been in probably like four years. It's really bad. Like I am so scared of going to the gynecologist. So I didn't really watch this scene. I just listened to it, but I've seen it enough that I can still see everything in my head. Um, But she goes to sit on the table and he's just creepy like he's trying to make her feel comfortable but at the same time like you can tell this guy is like not a good guy and you know what well, you know happen. from the moment he asks her like if he she's gets, sexually active and well before that like he gets very interested in the fact that she's never been to the gynecologist oh, because yeah. at that moment he, he knows, knows he can get away with stuff she doesn't know what to expect uh-huh right because like for me if i go to the gynecologist and he's sticking his fingers up there then I'm like, I know that that's not something that they do. Yeah, he put the clipboard down as soon as she said it was her, her first time. And he's like, all right, lie back. Let's just start the examination then. I'm like, wait, no, what? Why are you putting the clipboard not down? not how this works. Not how this works at all. So he right. immediately gets her down. She's in the stirrups and scooting down. And I am like wishing I could sew my vagina shut and my eyes shut all at the same time. And he starts giving her an examination. But then once she realizes this is... Clearly not an examination. And she's in pain. And she's she's in in pain pain and he won't stop. That's another thing, which, look, gynecological exams are not comfortable. They're not comfortable. But they shouldn't be legitimately painful unless you're having a procedure done. And if they are, usually if you tell your doctor that you are in pain and you want to stop, they will stop. Yeah. So if they don't. There's something wrong. That's assault. Yeah. Yeah, And that's exactly what happened. But I got to say, because I have to 
bring up the comedic moments of this oh, scene because yeah. you have to. She fucking holds on. Like yeah. he's got his hand in there and there's a grip. There is a grip where he is trying to pull his hand out and she is like, what the fuck is happening? There's like a fight on the table because he she's loses like all of his fingers. Well, he loses four. I yeah. heard. So it's like everything but his thumb, maybe. Yeah. Um, but eventually she releases and he comes back and he's missing most of his fingers and he goes, it's true. Vagina de tata. Yeah. He says yeah. like, vagina. Yeah. And at that point, she there's this other guy who's kind of been creeping on her through this entire movie. Ryan, who Ryan. goes to school. Uh, and at this point, she doesn't know where to go um, because her mom is in the hospital yes. at this point as well uh, because she got home and her mom had collapsed, took her to the hospital. So she has no one to go to. So she goes to this guy's garage. But why? This is my thing. No, we don't and know. I was in, so I was actually in a short film, one of my very first short films when I started at our school. It was like the music video. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was oh, yeah. all to music, black and white, 35 millimeter, no yes, words I or remember. anything. Yeah, I'm sure you do. But my scene that I did with Josh Crone, who I don't oh, know if he still listens or not, Angel. but is a great friend of ours. He was in the movie along with a couple other people. But the the short was like, I get assaulted by my two male friends and then immediately go to my other male friend and then have sex with him and then I kill myself right after. Was it a uh, male director? Oh, yeah. Of course it was. Oh, and then the beginning of the day was supposed to be like a live action anime kind of thing, but he didn't tell his building that we were using fake swords in the garage, so we got shut down. He's like, plan B, love story. That was his love story. Go away. And I was supposed to be like the little sister. That's not a love story. No. It was horrible, but I I was 18. I didn't know that I could have a say when they changed things. I was incredibly uncomfortable with it. Again, it it was a different time, too. Yeah, it's... Yeah. Bad. It was like 2010. Yeah. But yeah, it's awful. Yeah, but that was a different one. I know. For real. It's crazy. So yes, she flees the appointment. And the one person, because what I always say is like, why after I've been assaulted, am I going to go to another man? Well, I do think that she felt, what well, I guess I don't understand is, well, I guess I do understand. I'm trying to think this through as she would think it through. Like the guy she was into, she killed on accident which is really rough um her mom is in the hospital her dad is in the hospital with her mom her brother is a piece of shit what about the two friends she went to the movie with she doesn't know this ryan guy very well they never hung out why is she going to him i thought about that because that's what i was gonna say is like i would go to my girlfriend you know the one girlfriend that's established that Mm -hmm. you have in this movie but maybe having grown up in that like purity culture maybe there's too much shame there Maybe. For her to go to her. I well, don't know. Well, and she does go and start to confess to Ryan. Oh, she about, fully confesses, she, by the way. She tells him that that she killed a guy, that she has teeth in her vagina. And Ryan's whole, like, okay, that's all right. Yeah, he's like totally cool with it. And so after she's like told him all this, he's like, go get in the bath. And so she goes to take a bath. But uh, also, no, it's weird. And also, if you've just been assaulted, why are you telling her to take a bath? Tell her to go to the police and get it. You know, no, it's very done. weird because she's saying, I want to go to the police. And he's I like, want, no, 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 go tomorrow. Go tomorrow. Just take a bath. Relax. Take he, this sedative. He hands her these sedatives, which, by the way, are also red. There's a lot of like red imagery. He hands her these like two big red pills and she takes them in the bath. And then she comes out and she's groggy. He drugged her. He sedated her. And she's sitting, you know, on his bed or whatever. She's just in the towel. And she's like, where are my clothes? 
He fucking hid her clothes when she was in the bathtub, which is disgusting, and then hands her alcohol. She's already about to pass the fuck out. She starts drinking a little bit, and then... This is how I always imagined it would be. Yeah, Which exactly. is fucking... Like, again, and this is something that the director now will say was a mistake. Yeah. That this, this whole scene, the way it played out, um, was a mistake. It shouldn't have. I do think that in part it is a product of its time. Yeah. Um, but I do and think... And a product of a, a man writing it. Right. But I do think that it undermines the entire movie because yeah. what happens now is she passes out. Yeah. She wakes up on the bed with... And he's touching her. He's touching her. He's touching her chest and he has a... A vibrator essentially and is he is touching her yeah (laughs) and she instead of instead of the movie acknowledging as it has up until this point that when she comes to she freaks out and that her vagina dentata is activated as a biological response to being violated right right it does not engage in fact it leads to consensual sex um, then that doesn't engage. But to me, what that says then is that the movie is saying that what he's doing to her is not assault. Exactly. Because if it was assault, her vagina dentata would have engaged, right? Her vagina yeah. dentata only engages when it's assault. But I and wonder so, if maybe there's something to do with the fact that she was drugged where her mind isn't thinking as clearly where that still wouldn't be, she wouldn't have that fear response. So maybe, maybe. that's why it's not... Maybe, but then I feel like that needs to be addressed somehow in the film because otherwise I feel like there's this, especially because I know... Her character changes too much too fast. And I know the year that this was made and I know that this like like coercion wasn't considered sexual assault. Yeah. Um, A lot of these things wouldn't have necessarily, as today we explicitly see them as like violence, assault, rape. We see them that way now. But like at the time, there was a lot of ambiguity around what is considered to be assault. Sexual assault. Yeah, exactly. I feel like the film should have taken a harder stance on like... 100%. You know, like... Especially if you're making a movie about that. About it. You have to have very clear messages with all of that. Um, I just... Couldn't believe this guy keeps condoms in a fucking mahogany box. I was oh like, my you fucking god! Prick. Oh my god! Whatever. That, he definitely watched whatever. You remember that like pickup artist show? Yes. Like on MTV or VH1 yes. or whatever. Like he definitely watched that. Gross. Yeah. So they have consensual, I guess, quote unquote, consensual sex. She yeah, agrees afterwards. to it eventually. Yeah. Yes. And then the next morning, she's like, "I gotta go. I gotta go to the police." And he's like, whips out the vibrator again. She's like, "I guess I'll stay." And they start having sex. And in the middle of having sex, Ryan gets a phone call from his buddy that we've seen in the movie. And it anytime becomes, a man picks up the phone during, why would you ever goodbye? Why? That's never happened to me. And if it ever fucking did, I would leave immediately. Immediately. No, no, not going to happen. Not on my watch. Um, so he answers the phone. And while he's on the phone, he kind of lets it be known to Don that they had like a bet going that he couldn't like get her into bed right because she was known around school as like the purity queen yeah exactly so as soon as she finds out that there was a bet going on she engages 
and bites his peen off. Right. And this is the first time you see that she has control over it. Because she has prior, control. prior to this, it was a biological response that happened whenever she was threatened. Yeah. And now you see that, okay, when she wants to, she can control it. Exactly. And, and she does. Oh, and I love this line. There's that crack. He's bleeding. He's screaming. She goes and like opens the garage door. And she just goes, some hero. <laughs> uh, yeah, because that's what he kept telling her. Because I'm going to be the hero. I'm going to be the hero. Yeah, before before they actually have, before there's like penetrative sex, you know, he's she's like, hey, like, you really shouldn't do this. I've already like maybe killed two people with yeah. my dentured vagina. Um, so I really don't think that this is a great idea. And he's like, I'm the hero of the story. Don't worry about it. I'm yeah. here because I think he thinks that this is some like purity fantasy that she's made up. Like, in yeah, her head. he definitely is playing to her beliefs in a way that's going to then make her have consensual sex with him. I think in a way by convincing her that this is a positive way to defeat this issue that you're having. It's not about having sex. It's about right. me helping you. Right. And I think that he thinks that this issue is psychological. I don't yeah. think he thinks for a moment that she actually has teeth in her vagina. No, because he seemed very shocked and had to call for his mother, which I think is hilarious. And I don't know. So there's like a little like cut to scene in there. And I don't know if it's Ryan or if it's Toby or what, but it's, I'm so glad they kept this it's little Ryan. scene in the movie. Is it Ryan? Because mm-hmm. the surgeon is holding the peen and he just goes hardly seems worth it and then all the other surgeons start laughing i'm like was that improv because it seems like a very improv like like, moment very unprofessional but also i see you i see you exactly so back at the house don's stepfather goes into brad's room the stepbrother's room and tries to get him to leave the house because one thing we didn't mention when the mother collapses we see brad and his girlfriend having sex in with the, the background. door open. Uh, they yeah, were with the home. door open. And we're home and they heard that the mother was screaming and all this kind of stuff. So the dad is obviously very upset and asks his son to please leave the house. Since Brad is a piece of shit, he unleashes his mean dog on his dad. Mother. Mother. And while the dog is attacking, Brad confesses his love for Dawn. Which is, again, it's so weird. He's like, why do you have to marry her like you made her my sister and, and i was in love like, with her what and it's like you were in love with her you were six you were six yeah like, and the dad looks very confused i don't know there there is a lot of time between that first scene where she bit his finger to now where i feel like there could have been a lot of things worked out like the dad seems too confused by his response but he but brad is saying it like you should know this dad you did this to me. You it's, married her. I, you knew I so loved weird. her. It's, it's so weird. So bizarre. And his girlfriend is still sitting in bed with him. Like, it's all very weird. She's like, uh, what? You're in love with your sister? That's okay. Oh, God. I'm so, sorry to everybody. <laughs> I know. Like, it's just, it's very weird. So the dad gets attacked by the dog. He's got like a big bite on his neck. And the girlfriend takes him to the hospital. Dawn then meets up with the family at the hospital where she finds out that her mother has passed away. Or no, she found out that her mother passed away the night before. I don't no, remember. No, she found out then, then. Um, but before the dad got there. Right. Yeah. And then Melanie, the girlfriend, says to Dawn, like, I'm so sorry, you know, 
your brother told me that she does this all the time. We heard her. It. We heard her screaming, but she, she. I mean, but he said that that was normal. Yeah, exactly. Right? And she felt really, really horrible for what had happened. And this kind of ignites this revenge plot in Dawn's mind. You know, kind of realizing her brother's affections for her and all this kind of stuff. She sees this as a way to get revenge on her brother. So she goes home, gets, you know, dressed in, you know, that white nightgown again, wears the worst turquoise eyeshadow I've ever seen. Yeah, it's not a good look. It's It's not a good look. The one eyeshadow, the one blue eyeshadow across the whole lid, no contour, no No, crease shade. It's not the best. No, but I did it a lot when I was, but not in 2007. And also like, they show her putting, look, this is not important at all to the movie, but like they show her putting mascara on, but like later on, I'm like, where'd it go? Where'd it go? Where's your mascara? I just see eyeshadow. It's not good. All you see is blue eyeshadow. So she comes in and starts to kind of seduce him and entice him. And while they're interacting, Brad brings up the kiddie pool incident from the start of the movie. And as he remembers that it wasn't her. And this this is why I think that he didn't know, because it seems like during this conversation is when he realized it, it wasn't her mouth that bit his finger, but her vagina like while they're having sex he's like coming to this memory mm. of the fact that it was the vagina that bit him and not the finger well, I I just I wasn't sure not because he's very hesitant he doesn't want like he but tries with his sister he tries to flip her over oh and she flips herself back around right. and f- kind of like makes him yeah like, do it yeah mm-hmm. so it makes me wonder I don't know and like this conversation makes me feel very gross because to We're me... We're talking about siblings. To me, it feels like siblings. I I don't care. Like, they're quote-unquote step-siblings. No, it's, it's gross. Just, it's fucking gross. It's really, really gross. But I see what she's doing, and I appreciate it. Would I have made the same choices? No, I would have not. No, she had a but she had a plan. She had a plan. Mm-hmm. So she gets him right where she wants him, and she bites his dick off. Mm-hmm. And in the most epic scene in the entire movie you get the shot where it's just between her legs and then you just see it drop piercing it all (laughs) fun fact about that piercing it was made out of sugar especially for the movie so the dog could eat it in the end and not get hurt because yes he does try to um sick the dog on dawn and the dog doesn't go after her because there's a peen there's a bloody peen on the floor yes a nice little treat for the doggy at the end oh my god it's so bad it's so bad and with this dawn runs away she gets on her bike she's like biking away we see the nuclear power plant again why for what reason and she decides that she's running away and at one point the bike breaks down she's picked up by this older man to hitchhike she falls asleep in the passenger seat, which I guess at this point she can feel a little bit more comfortable because even if someone assaults her, she knows that she has... She's got protection. Protection, mm-hmm. exactly. So she falls asleep and when she wakes up, the guy kind of like, ugh, does oh. that like snake tongue oh, thing. Oh, man. That, what oh. was that audition like? It oh. was probably just just reels and reels, footage after footage. Oh, no, of I'm just sure like, it was like some PA was like, I got a really creepy uncle. You want him? Oh, <laughs> like... It, I just... That... That scene of that guy, like that clip of him, yeah, with like the tongue, lived is... in my brain for too long. Like, Me just... too. Me too. It's really, really horrifying. But she, you know, kind of looks at this guy, and then she goes to open, you know, open the door, and he's locked her in. She can't get out. 
And she kind of like looks over to the camera and slowly smiles a little bit and then looks over at him and smiles. And you know. And you know. You know what's about to happen. Is she just, I hope, I hope that part two would just be Dawn hitchhiking from car to car, taking care of every single rapist she finds along the way. Well, listen, I mean, and that's the thing, like that's kind of the reason this movie has gone down as like a feminist horror classic. Yeah. Right, like that is the reason like this is definitely fully within the good for her genre yes of of horror right like it is a um avenging angel in a lot of ways i mean at the expense of her trauma because we have to watch her go through a significant amount of like really horrific trauma oh i know she's killing people she's being raped she's being assaulted well, there's and all sorts of and her mother is sick and no she matter can't trust anybody how every single terrible. person she trusts assaults her i really felt about like how terrible toby is like he's awful right yeah. you know the first guy but regardless of that like i mean i think the movie kind of leads us to believe that this is the first person that she's had this like real infatuation with who shares her belief system yeah. seemingly like all of those things like she even says like we're so in sync like yeah and nobody else at school seems to understand her regardless of how horrific the situation was or toby's actions were living with the fact that like the first boy you ever had like a major crush, crush on, on or infatuation with you killed him yeah <laughs> you know like you killed him it's pretty rough it's very rough um, Oh, she's going fucking through it. But I do think that there is such a powerful message for people who have been assaulted in that sense of taking your power back. Because although we cannot bite dicks off at the, you know, drop of a hat, I always think about Lorena Bobbitt when I think about this movie. Yeah. Because, you know, and I'm not saying violence is ever the answer, but I'm just saying that I think there is something that is very... Um, is a positive message for women to be able to get their power back, whatever that means, I, after I think, being assaulted or after losing trust or anything yeah. like that. Even though she's kind of becoming, you know, like a black widow or like a villain, I guess, to become that, to me, it's very symbolic for how we can learn to get our powers back after being violated in such an intense way. Well, I think this movie resonated with a lot of young girls and women, um, women identifying people as well because we're violated so often in such violent ways that there is a catharsis to see the violence go back onto the perpetrator. Right. Yeah. Yes. And I think that that's also probably why, you know, you have so many different examples of what that could look like, right? You have like the Toby, like good guy. You have the person in authority, the doctor. And then you have the almost cartoonish villain. Yeah. Um, that is her stepbrother. Yeah, we kind of had two Tobys. Ryan was kind of yeah. similar, like I'm the good guy. Yeah, you got, you've got two kind of like good guys. Like, yeah. Um, and then an authority figure and then a really bad guy. And I think that those... Like you've kind of covered a lot of bases in yeah. terms of like bad guys. Well, and then one thing that, that I think is all kind of oh, we all know interacted guys with like yeah. them, yeah. And then I also think that there's something powerful about the fact that if she's not being assaulted, she can enjoy sex. Yeah, I think that's another thing that was really that was important. important for that character and I for people to see. Hated the way they did it. I yeah. hated that. Like, 
I because underst- he was assaulting her, which led into consensual sex. I wish it would have been just consensual sex the first time, and then the second time, right? I he want has for, the phone call. I want for Dawn to have that. Like, yeah. I want her to know that. Like, because that does make me worry about where she will end up, right? Because it's just like I want her to know that sex can not only be physically pleasurable as it as she did experience but it also can be like deep and meaningful and emotional and like you can find connections and your teeth won't bite it if it's wanted and there are like really good guys out there because again every guy in this movie except her stepdad who was a very questionable parent yeah yeah, um but seemed to be a good guy well he wasn't like assaulting her like that's where the bar is. That's it's just the like, bar with this movie. He wasn't assaulting her, but he also one. wasn't keeping her safe by kicking exactly. Brad out, all this he, stuff. He Everybody waited sucks. way too late to like finally try and do something. Um, so uh, that makes me very sad for Dawn that like she has this, she doesn't have any examples. Like she has no examples of, of like, like what, what a healthy sex life would be. But or, there is, or healthy relationships with, yeah. with men at all. Yeah. Just you know, I hope that she like moved to the Pacific Northwest and she has like a wife and a family. Like that's le- that's legit what I'm hoping for. Right? I hope she's like living in Portland with like a sweet wife and some cats. Yeah, yeah. And just like living her Agreed. best life. <laughs> her wife isn't going to assault her. It's all going to be great. Yeah, she's going to rub her shoulders at uh, night. They're going to have their own tea garden. That's what I was thinking. Like fresh that. tea. Mm, I beautiful. I'm getting like I love that for Don. I'm getting practical magic vibes, like a big house on like a water situation. Ooh, I love that a greenhouse. Yes, yes, I love that for her. Okay, yes. we've decided that that's what happens. Yes, after this, she manages. She's just you know chopping dicks off along the way, and then and she, she meets, finally makes it to the Pacific Northwest. She meets she meets Sharon. Yeah, oh. this sweet redheaded woman who works the local flor- flower shop. Yeah, very cute. She gets a job at a diner. Oh, There's it's a lot great. of bandanas involved. Yes. I love Love it. Okay, it's, it's great. really great. She lives happily ever <laughs> after. <laughs> Why don't we write movies together? I don't know, this but is like, great. <laughs> I would watch that spinoff any day, any day. I love. It's like there's no conflict. It's like just Dawn living mm-hmm. happily, and we're like, I'm here for. That's this. what I put on when I just need to feel good. Yeah, you let's know? just watch Dawn be happy. Occasionally, maybe she go like maybe she becomes a school teacher, and she hears about like some asshole who's like assaulting one of her students, and like. She does what she's got to do, like, occasionally. She assaults a student to bite his dick off? No, no. I'm talking about, like, her student comes to her and it's oh, like... Oh, and she can give nice advice? See, what the way you said it made me oh, think no, that no, she no. was going to take care of it, which I'm like, what? No, she's going to take care of it. But I wasn't picturing another student. Oh, I see. <laughs> what are you Listen, condoning She's got to continue to be the avenging angel. It's just, like, only on occasion. And the only rest of occasion. her life is yeah. just, like, beautiful... Imperfect. And yeah. she she's worked through all of her trauma. She's got a great therapist. It's like a whole thing. She's totally fine now. We have to believe that mm-hmm. within ourselves. Yeah. Um, well, I hope for those of you who have never seen the movie, this was enjoyable for you. You had fun listening to it. Um, again, trigger warning in case you haven't seen the movie and you want to. It is very, very graphic. Um, but if you did enjoy the movie or if you did watch it, I would really love to get all of your reactions to it as well. I I think it's going to be very different than my friends' responses back in 2007, 2008. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially with our listeners. I would, we would really, really love to hear I will your say, responses. like, whoa. I watched it and I was just like, oh my God. I know. Like, <laughs> I know. Throughout. So just a heads up, you yeah. know? If this is like, oh, maybe I'll watch it again. Just, just prepare yourself. There's prepare some, yourself is all we're saying. There's you know? some messiness, which I, I feel we captured. 
Yes. We talked about a lot of bitten off peens. Yeah. And severed peens. There's also a lot of like looking at where it used to be. Yeah. <laughs> it's so much. It's so much. A lot of bloody holes. <laughs> you know. All right. Let's stop Okay, there. we're done. We're done. If there's anything that you would like for us to talk about in the future, please go ahead and email us at neighborhoodfeminist at gmail.com or direct message us on Instagram at Angry Neighborhood Feminist. We have a Facebook business and group page. You can rate and review us on the business page and chat with the other listeners on the group page. Last but not least, if you haven't done so already, we would really, really appreciate it if you would leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts with a quick sentence about why you enjoy the show. It really helps us out so much and we really appreciate it. All right, that's all we have for you today. With all that being said, we encourage you to to rage on. on. Bye. Have you ever watched a futuristic sci-fi movie and wondered, but wait, could any of this really happen? And will I live long enough to see it? That's what our show Hypothetical is about. I'm Carrie Bechet, and on this podcast, we ask what-if questions about the future, like... What if we could read minds? What if the world's digital data was erased all at once? What would happen if the Yellowstone supervolcano erupted? Then we explore that question two ways, through speculative science fiction and through dialogue with brilliant scientists. The result is a genre-bending narrative that's interwoven with real facts provided by literal geniuses. And, spoiler alert, a lot of the science fiction out there, it's not nearly as far-fetched as you might think. Come time travel with me into the future on Hypothetical. New episodes on Tuesdays available on all your favorite podcast apps. Just search Hypothetical. That's H Y P E R T H E T I C A L.